Welcome to If Blackbirds Were Ducks. Here we are, Scotland. Just wrapping up a week, a grinder of a week. Pigeons, roe deer, fly fishing for salmon, sea fishing, sea fishing as you call it, we'd call it, I guess, I don't know. Offshore? Offshore or, fishing, or yeah. It's pretty reef inshore. Reef fishing. Reef fishing would be closer. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been crazy, it's been awesome. I've been to Scotland two times before focusing on still what I, well, what I thought was the cream of the crop, the the geese, the pink-footed yep. geese. Um, mass numbers, really good stuff. <clears throat> and now uh, my mind might be kind of changed, especially with the roe deer. <laughs> because we're sitting here in August, weather's great, by the way, 70s during the day. Some of the days, some of the days yeah. were a little cooler, but uh, 70s during the day, sunshine and rutting deer. And I thought it was kind of interesting because you were like, oh yeah, they, they come into the call, they they come screaming in and you'd send me these videos and I was like, well, oh, that looks pretty sweet. And like the closest thing I could equate it to watching it then was coyotes yep. in America like being called in and got to witness it firsthand this week. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's been fun, eh? I think it's probably, we timed it, try to be probably perfect for everything. We all had that, obviously. The second week of August is still, um, you know, well into the rut. It kind of, it's very dependent on the weather, obviously, up, you know, in the UK in general. I would say it starts a lot earlier, kind of down in England. Um, maybe third, sometimes, um, smidgen before week of like July and then obviously it works it's kind of way up depending on what the temperature is like and so on but the weather's been obviously really really weird this year so I would say it was kind of slight I mean slightly later at the start and then it's been very on and off but I mean I think we kind of timed it right with the pigeons obviously this is the best month for them all the crops being harvested um, obviously since probably the last week of July thereabouts, they had a really good run. And then it just kind of, with the bad weather we had, it just slowed down a bit. And um, we were kind of waiting for some of the crops to be lifted because they obviously swath, as we call it over here. It's the same as you guys, you were saying with the canola, it's going to essentially swath um, canola. So it has to be lifted and it's e obviously easier. I mean, we shot, um, you know, a, a lifted field and it's a lot easier to move around in and, you know, for birds to see decoys and stuff. But um, definitely it's kind of, I think we tried to time everything, everything about right. I think we almost, almost got there with this week. I think it was yeah. kind of in the weather's hands a bit. Right. Um, we kind of seen it being really warm and then it was cold again. And obviously in Scotland, we say, you know, if you don't like the weather, <laughs> wait 10 minutes and change, which it, it did. Everybody says that about everywhere where they live, but Scotland's a real deal because it definitely changes daily. Yeah. And throughout the day, it's pretty wild. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's crazy. Like, you know, all of our deer species, except for elk, elk, elk will rut in September. They rut in November. And, and then I was asking you guys, I was like, so when do they, when do they have kids? And it's May. Yeah. Can I make it June? So that's the same time frame that, that deer will have fawns, that elk will drop calves for us. So I was like, what's the gestation? And I was like, must be extremely long, which is really weird because they're not that big of an animal. Mm -hmm. And um, Daniel was saying it's actually short because of delayed implantation. So that was pretty interesting to yeah. me because the only thing I know of with delayed implantation is turkeys. They do that. Huh. Didn't know that. But yeah, I think I'm quite sure they are one of, honestly, one of the few or the only kind of animals that does that um it's always something that gets people you know they're like well really you know that i'm like yeah that's that's kind of why they do it and it's such a it's such a quick turnaround it's it's another thing i mean obviously the weather over here it's it's pretty it's pretty wild um it can be super cold obviously not like you guys and stuff but it allows them to obviously you know see themselves to the winter and you know take care of 
you know both both sides of it for for them and then obviously for hopefully better reproduction chances for for them in the springtime um but it's a it's a really really quick turnaround i mean when you when you are we can still shoot does up until uh, march and then the bucks begin first of april so you'll you can still be managing those most people will try and get them done obviously up before december january but i mean end of the day you, if, you, if you have to, so many t to call and so on from there but you have to do it but you will see obviously the size of those little little deer inside they start to get bigger and bigger it's not as pleasant to have to deal with um but it's amazing then between uh you know kind of february into march once may june comes around it's it's incredible how much they, they they've grown and developed in okay. such a short period of time um but um yeah very very smart very cool animals as you've seen you've seen it from i think it was october when you were here once the rut's over here the they'll start to really lay up it'll go very dormant you won't really see them there's no routine kind of like almost how it's been this week but uh october september until october more october you start to see them reappearing and then you know they'll start to get to the routines kind of like how you hunted them you have a very short period at obviously nighttime as you know and then the mornings too we're hunting waterfowl so this is why august um, even then categorically we'll hunt them from probably the third week of April uh, through to June would be our busiest time. But this is why we've tried to do that this week. There we've had, um, you know, a lot of people express interest of coming over to want to, you know, combine as much shooting as possible. And the robot always comes up, the pigeon shooting's obviously the, you know, a big one too. And then obviously the castle tours and stillies, all sorts of stuff. And, um, you know, the robot, I think in August when you've seen it yourself, it's kind of, one of the most exciting you know things oh yeah um and I, the springtime's great too but when you have them coming at the call which we found out this week as well i mean they're on they can be off but when they're on man it's super fun frustrating when they're not yeah um because even still you go out and you'll you'll see yourself they don't respond they don't they don't always appear um which is kind of the, the fun of trying to call them in close but um you know it's not as easy to see them out everywhere and if you're trying to stalk them uh, which we do more in the springtime um, it kind of defeats the purpose a little it's still very doable you know if you want to get your bucks but there's something super special i think as you said i've never thought about that with coyotes in terms of the exact same reactions how they'll come hammering in and how you'll get them to come in and then they might back off a bit and then you'll call them back and then you know they might run off again and you can decide where you want to shoot them like this week i think we've done that we've shot them everything from what 15 out to like 100 150 or yeah something. yeah we've, we've had um, yeah, 100 yard shots and 15 yard shots and we get a little antsy on the trigger <laughs> yeah, i did yeah you did yeah which is cool because i think which was 50 yards by the way i don't think that's that yeah. antsy it's not but it was funny you were like hey would i come way closer I you like, were just oh. excited oh i was dude i was freaking yeah. out yeah nice buck too yeah like the ones that i see you you know that you show me pictures yeah. of and i was like damn yeah that's what we're after yeah and, and then cool. well, the funny thing is after i shot that one the rest of the week i was like oh, i really need to shoot another one <laughs> you know yeah yeah, especially if it doesn't come in too close, you're like, mm. yeah, you get but, a little. I got a little more choosy towards the end. I called Daniel off. Yeah, a few. Three today. Oh, we don't need to shoot those. I was like, ah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Unless you're seventy-five. Coming. That's that's too far. <laughs> so what call? Because because the calls are interesting. There's like real squeaky one. I'm guessing that's a kid. Uh, replication and yep. then there's maybe a doe is that what the other one is yeah it's been a doe that's being pushed by another buck so this is obviously they're super um super horny they're coming after all as many does as they can the the doe obviously a buck will tend to want to stay in the area or can be in the area of a doe that might have just been mated or he's a way to mate you kind of it's not like herds where they're you know a, a, a stag or another i'm presuming i don't know enough about elk where they would maybe hold as many of you know hinds over here of basically the females a whole a big group of them he'll hold them and then he'll fight with them and keep other ones away here as you've seen yourself i mean they're they're just always moving around and see so another good one is to basically instigate you know as if another one's coming to you know try and mate with it with a doe and that's a good one to get them you know and we used that quite a few times i think this week that just just was allowed them to kind of finish 
them thinking, oh, hey, something's coming after my, you know, my lady. So, um, um, yeah, those were kind of the main ones there just to help kind of bring them in. And indeed, there will be not like one of the other squeaks is kind of when she is kind of almost to be, you know, ready for, you know, mating herself, mm. um, which is the less, less of the higher pitch squeak with kind of a, you know, it's a slightly uh soft softer but kind of uh you know louder squeak from there so uh yeah we, we you kind of use them all and you hope that's going to trigger something i mean you've seen it yourself like when the, the does were coming hammering yeah, it too does, yeah um even if she came with her own kids you know there's still the concern of there's some you know oh, oh hey there's a kid there yeah and you can see if 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 a doe is holding a buck like we did see as well um you know which is kind of funny um, you know, I think yesterday, in fact, yeah, it was yesterday with the drone where you, be, I mean, you, you guys have been calling and, you know, I think she was probably respond, maybe responding to the call just delayed and that buck was following her. Yeah. You guys were going one way and you guys would have just passed each other like 15 yards away. It's hilarious. Um, which is pretty funny. That's going to be really cool to see actually on, on the video that whole morning. Yeah, that was a good morning. Um, from there. So yeah, it's been good. They're just real, they're real similar to whitetails. Yeah. I mean, definitely differences, but the running activity, oh, okay. minus yeah. running in. I mean, you rattle a buck in, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's freaking nuts. I couldn't believe it the first, we got one the first morning we had one come up to like 30 yards, but it was just oh. over a hill. And I was like, yep. and when you see them like bounding through the barley, insane. Yeah. And the one that Angus shot. It was like hurtling over swaths, <laughs> going as fast as he could. The second we hit the call, he came running in. You're like, what were you? It's crazy because then you'll go to another buck and he'll be disinterested. But if you just keep moving and eventually one's like, I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a matter. It's amazing. And I think that's the beauty of it too, that you still have to work for it. It's not, I mean, there's times where I've been out, uh, which is kind of why, you know, you never know how it's going to go, where you go to each stand and you'll call and it's like, action within seconds and yeah. you might have like two coming at you um two bucks and then you have you know i've had situations where many a time they've come in they've almost you know run us over you've had to you know they've actually then seen each other two bucks and they would fight with each other because they've they've both come in at the same time they literally think they're coming in they for a dough something's going on yeah uh and then we you know and it's it's incredible like you had it you had three bucks coming into you one of the mornings too which is cool i mean Anything can happen. I think that's the coolest part. That it's you just don't know. But then equally, sometimes it's as easy as that. Every stand you have them come in, and you'll be no, and that's not the one. And even then, we were hunting bucks, certain ones that we knew we wanted to shoot. They'd be nice. Um, other ones we want to get, you know, move on, yeah. kind of uh, get rid of, um, just because of you know band genes, other other things that kind of work with our management plan. So it's it is fun because. You know, it keeps you coming back. Can be a little deflating at times when you're obviously, especially when we try to film, um, and then we're putting in so much work early doors. But with the temperatures being so crazy, um, you know, we weren't we weren't getting responses or seeing deer sometimes for for hours. Yeah. You know, and then once it was getting to the warmer stage um, in the morning, you know, we were seeing deer. Pardon me. You know, coming in as you've seen just crazy there's like someone turn a switch on they're kind of um they're kind of weak as far as cold weather yeah it seems like yeah they're definitely very fickle i mean they're very small animal yeah. you've seen it they're like the size of a lab what smaller. Are they, 40 pounds for a mature buck probably i'm trying to work that in my head yeah that would be yeah, about that probably 40 pounds um and then you know that <laughs> not be a bigger one you know mm -hmm. um which is great when it comes to dragon i mean you don't have to take them too far yeah it's fine um, daniel complain about drags here <laughs> i'm like mm, real tough <laughs> yeah when you when you've got the truck not far away you can almost get them kind of anywhere rather than having to you know break stuff down and take off a mountain <laughs> yeah exactly it's um um but yeah it's i think it's it's unique in a way that like you said yourself there's not too many places where you'd be doing this as early yeah know, august yeah. um you know i think that i'm not saying it's easy but i mean we've had well you said it was slow right yeah and this we shot six bucks <laughs> and passed on a passed lot of other ones numerous ones yeah, um, we could have shot I mean, 10 
<laughs> dozen, probably, if we wanted to. Um, you know, that was over the course of a couple mornings, and um, even then, we didn't see the deer that we probably thought we would. Bigger ones, a hundred percent. Our routine, obviously, we had a very busy week. We had an evening scheduled in. I think we did one evening. Um, we're probably busier just with the weather. So it was. Um, yeah, I think they would have spent more time rutting the real, real big ones. Obviously, we got you a really nice one too. We had another couple, I think, come in that were just, it was bad luck with whatever they were seeing us when they came hammering in or whatever it was and so on. But um, they would be getting first pick sometimes, I would think, over the does. So yeah. they've probably been rutting, you know, all night, trying to make the most of it. Or the evening time and then they've been laid up there, you know, there's no, no rush. Um, you know, for them to move. But in terms of, um, you know, being successful for what it is, I mean, you could have, I mean, if we need to shoot more, we could have shot more. I mean, I think um, we were trying to be, do it right. It was nice for the camera to have them coming in and super close to, you know, shoot them. And we had, obviously we had a variety of other ones too. Um, but yeah, it was, I think it's been, you know, a v v you know, very successful from the deer front this week. Yeah, definitely. Um... What's we saw that this morning finally you were talking about the circles. Oh, you they, did. They do a figure eight. Yes. In the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we saw some of those finally, cool. down by that gully yes. off the hill. Yeah. That looked like a real hot spot down yeah. there. Yeah, I did. I did think I was looking the drone myself when I was kind of doing that yesterday, and I, I thought I spied some where you were on that farm, kind of further to the back. Um, so yeah, it's funny because they will obviously they'll run row little yeah uh, you know row rings. And they will they'll chase them around and the kind of wherever they go i mean you see you saw it obviously forgot i forgot that completely too where we had i think it was the first day of pigeon hunting i managed to call a roebuck oh that was crazy <laughs> into the pigeon's bread it, uh, it yeah this buck was chasing the middle i just heard i heard the little peeping call and christian was up on the hill watching his pigeon hunt and i see a doe running towards me and Allie and angus and then a buck chasing her well, this buck loses the doe and thinks the pigeon decoy, the, the rotary, is the doe and runs right to it and comes up to us at like 10 yards. Could have shot it with the shotgun. Yeah. Um, that would be super cool to see. That but it's cool. it's funny because you just, you know, you kind of see it like that. And, you know, they'll, they'll hunt them down. They lose almost their ability to be kind of a bit smarter. They're lost at the moment. But wherever she goes, he's going to be not far away when they're when they're super on, you know and uh which was kind of funny um that'd be really cool to see but um yeah i think in terms of the size of them it's just so quirky because they, they look so funny and their habits versus obviously like a bigger deer like a stag um you know a white tail or anything it's it's all just totally different i think that's the beauty of being able to come here and experience that too um springtime's awesome for it and i'd say that you're 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 anything from like waking up at three three o'clock in the morning through to maybe five, depending on the time of, you know, the time of year you start. Hunting in the morning, then you hunt in the evening. It's quite a solid grind. It's very good. It's a lot of fun doing that. Mm. Um, and then, but then if you want to experience, you know, the calling aspect, obviously coming August is, is the best time for that. So you've got your choice there. And I think even then we've had guys that have kind of come to do one or the other and kind of said, hey, we probably, you know, they'd like to see it from both sides of it. Mm. It's like, you've seen it now in October where we do our hunting normal. Uh, I think we probably hunted evenings because we'd be hunting waterfall in the morning. Um, so it's kind of cool seeing it that aspect. You're 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 competing against time, you know, for for light, running out of light. Obviously, we have no shooting time here, but you can't shoot what you can't see. Mm. As we're versus with this, you're going out to call, and you know the 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 adrenaline rush of having them coming at you. Uh, as you've seen, it's it's pretty freaking cool. No, oh, it's um, yeah, it's like my favorite deer hunting of all time. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, and it's until I mean it's we get a lot of people coming from different different parts of the world, and I think they don't know they see it until you see it and experience it. You're like, wow, this was this is freaking cool. Yeah, um, which is which is so good. I mean, for us, it's like it never gets old. Obviously, being you know uh, addicted to my waterfall, being able to call bucks in is like again another one of the co coolest things because you do get other ways of calling them in. I think a lot of the kind of 
uh, I guess experience and experienced people do it too, I guess. But people, they have one where it's like you can use it with your hand. It's like a, called a, I think it's a butolo. Um, It'd be like our hoochie mama squeak. elk, the squeaker. Yeah, exactly kind of deal rather than being up to your mouth, which is fine. I mean, but as a, you know, what if a, you know, guy, you want to be able to blow any kind of call that you can. To try uh, something. Yeah, more. and it's like, and, and then to be able to change all, you know, within a second pitches and so on mm -hmm. too. You could, like versus, you don't get the same response, obviously, with you're using something with your hand as you are with your mouth. And then to be able to change, increase um the volume and then run it further as well you're going to get carry you know a greater distance and stuff there's a lot more benefits to it it's just super fun yeah. it's like you know i think like anyone else that wants to do it i guess it'd be comparable to um you guys always see bugling for elk and so on obviously with a diaphragm call which is also freaking awesome and that is for me the next step i use the calls i use clausen calls christopher from christopher clausen i think uh, in my opinion, you know, one of the best calls out there. Other ones out there too, um, but in terms of form fits for me and my calling and the stuff. volume is, and I could not believe yeah. how far I could hear you. Yeah, it's one. nuts. When the wind's in the right direction and stuff, it's, it's, it's amazing. But I believe that I think with a diaphragm call, I want to look into that, that I think I can replicate some of the same sounds from some of the elk ones i've heard potentially i'd love to see about trying to do that oh, yeah because the muse we make for cows yes. are very similar and i think you know yourself being able to adapt that and so on. whether i would need to be i don't know if i need to bugle that or if, i don't even know saying that but you know what i mean through through the Not through the tube no. the tube but yeah well that might help too having a tube increase yeah and uh so that's for me the next step i think that'd be cool and to be able to do that because i like the idea of being able to use something else different yeah um which is just kind of cool but certainly from from that perspective been able to use the the whistle over there because people ask me that some people might have seen it both ways before and you know i did used to use one but then i could see the benefits you can still use there's there is certainly a couple um benefits of being able to i think use that in your mouth of your hand you're freeing up your hands because obviously depending if you're the shooter or what you're able to have your hand your rifle and then a hand in your binders or a thermal whatever you're doing and then you can just have the call in your mouth rather than having to squeak away with that too. Um, and uh, yeah, just preference. It's been interesting seeing the dependence almost of the thermals now that they're legal here. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, and that's why I think... But Crazy that with the stuff you can see, especially those little deer, normally they're hard oh, to spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's like you saw one and you were like, oh, I saw one bedded down. And I thought, that's really weird. I don't know how you would see them bedded down. And then you were like, obviously, I hadn't seen one in a minute. And you're like, oh, no, that was standing up. Its head was just poking out mm -hmm. the barley, um, which is funny because just, you know, sizes-wise, they're tiny deer. I mean, they're not our smallest UK deer. Obviously, we have the muntjac. Most people have seen the tiny, tiny little deer. And, um, you know, they're, they really are tiny. Um, you know, you, you lose them yeah. <laughs> and they are, I think, you know, they're super tough too. And that, that's where I think a lot of the guys would use the thermos, especially when you've got big, big canopies, dark, huge forests and, you know, dark canopies, you know, thermal, you're looking in there, even with binos and stuff. And you're like, put the thermal and you're like, Whoa, there's like eight deer there just hidden away. Yeah. Um, you know, equally if you become too independent and then say the battery goes or you lose it or you, whatever you do, you know, I, I lost my binos this week and I felt naked without them. Um, and it was kind of funny where you're like, Oh shit. You know, and that's the same thing where if you, if you're thermal, you rely upon it too much. And then there's times where it doesn't, you know, you can't use them either. Right. Um, so I would say that they definitely, um, it's, they're handy. We obviously, as you've seen, use them a lot over here. The, the spotter is we can't use um, thermals on the rope, uh, on this, on uh, scopes for deer or day or night scopes for deer. Yeah. Um, I think legalities wise, things might change coming into October when I was telling you that it will be possible to hunt, you know, male deer year round. Yeah. I think with that, there'll be changes to what you can do or easier for you to apply for license to be able to do that. Um, but is it um, a depredation issue where yeah, vehicle I'd say, collisions, uh, that damage? more for it's for trees that over oh. here in Scotland, they're obsessed with trying to maybe heard it in the radio and stuff. There's always somebody trying to plant more trees, I think. And 
that is the most important thing and sticking them in places where i mean where we are here we can't really see it you've got bales and stuff but like behind where we are obviously we've got hill ground we've got trees there but rather than keeping that as it is they would go and they, there are places estates that have been taken over and they've been completely they'll be ruined because they'll just stick trees over everywhere so it completely it so no forage yeah it completely changes it because that's you know they say that they want it to be more natural that's not how that ecosystem is. Okay. It's moorland. It's different from forestry. And I think they they want to try and, you know, do that. It's pushing agendas from that side. And I think they've created more value for certain aspects of the biodiversity of the area. And, you know, the deer are probably one of the ones that kind of don't benefit from that. that they sure. don't feature as high up, which is funny because it's probably one of, to, uh, to us, people sometimes think the red stag is our is our animal it's very and it is a very iconic animal all the deer are to be honest but the stag especially and um you know that almost kind of takes away from just how special these these deer are and again it doesn't fit with us sit right with any of us because it's not as hunters what we want to see and um you know people already think that we just want to kill everything uh, for the sake of it However, we are the ones that really are. We have the best interests of all the animals um, at heart with regards to the management plants we have. Wanting to shoot X amount to make sure they're not overpopulated, which they are getting that way. But even still, by then kind of putting an open season on them, that doesn't, it's not the right way to go. Um, you know, rather than allowing them their time to have, you know, seasons. Mm -hmm. um, and... They come up with other weird, weird and wonderful ideas of trying to want to consider releasing wolves and lynx mm. and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, kind of like in the States. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. They, look, they look at Europe for ideas of Sweden, Norway, all these kind of Nordic countries of what goes on there. And then it's funny that the same people are from these countries are saying the last thing you want are any of these creatures being released. Because what they will do to the area of wiping out completely yeah. um, is incredible. And then when they're not able to um, find the game that they want or easier pickings, what are you gonna do? Go for a sprightly deer or are you gonna go for a, a tasty calf or a tasty the horse? The, <laughs> the amount of sheep here would be. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, and who's gonna pay for that? Right. So um, it's funny just how this, how, how over here in the UK things can kind of get carried away. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say watch the space and see what happens. Yeah. Um, from from that sort of things, uh, it's it, it changes. Yeah. So we, you know, talk about variety. I mean, I mean, I think both you and I, when we go on a trip, we want to experience yeah, everything. It has to a lot offer. of it, right? We don't want to just go. Let's go pound roe deer every day and do nothing else um africa is a prime example because when we went there we were oh. we were wanting to do it all we we're like well we gotta go up with hunting we gotta go waterfowl hunting we gotta go dove hunting you know all that stuff and here the cool thing is with this time of year <clears throat> and october has the the potential too don't get me wrong a little bit you know you yep. got the roe deer you, you got quite a bit you could do um and there's always the touring but august is very diverse in that we did, we deer hunted, we pigeon hunted, we fished, we toured, the weather was beautiful. It was just really nice to have that diversity. It, like, you're never like, you're never, it's never mundane that you've been, you're never like, I'm just doing the same thing every yeah. day. And it was, I, it was a full experience. There's just a lot to do this time of year. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, I think that's exactly the variety is just it's mad. There's there's so much to do. And I think it's <clears throat> August with the weather. I mean, categorically, the weather is a lot nicer in Scotland, kind of May, June, July, August, even September. And I think August is generally a safe bet, obviously, for the crops coming off the fields for the pigeons, the rat, um, maybe an increased flow of water at some point for the salmon um, and even then you know in terms of all the tourist things being open the castles you can get into the castles all the distilleries you know everything it's mm -hmm. all there and I think that's the the beauty of me I think trying to um, try and offer some of these different packages in August so you can kind of do it all and I think over a week you can do it all comfortably too 
like in terms of if you know you only want to shoot one or two bucks you know if you can put it that way obviously we had a number of different people in uh shooting at different times this week so i'm not saying it's easy but your chances are you're able to if you're wanting to shoot your buck you're going to probably shoot your buck mm. and then if you're running two guides or whatever it might be your chances certainly are higher then you're able to swap around do the pigeons you know you're getting a taster of what you know what what's on yeah you know so you're able to do you know as much as you can while you're here um versus there's certain times of the year you couldn't do certain things and if, if you did it wouldn't be as nice or the chances wouldn't be as high and i think that is a big one where you come here obviously the toughest of the lot which is kind of i mean certainly for scotland based it, which is always going to be regardless it's going to be your salmon mm. i mean we have as you, you heard all about that we won't don't want to spoil too much of it for you know for anybody your for your video uh youtube video <clears throat> but it's kind of almost like super traditional to come here to do that and the, the art of the spay casting and then to do that on a famous river like the d for those that are really into fishing it's like i would say it really is like a, it's a mecca it's a place that people want to come yeah and even if you aren't but want to try it out i think the way it's set up too it's like a perfect perfect setup yeah. um you know obviously you get everything provided for you from the waders to the rod you know, you're you're taught by a proper, uh, you know, coach, casting Nicole. coach. Nickel was, he's crazy good. Great, great guy, phenomenal. Yeah. Passionate, um, you know, as came, you know, came out holding a, a fishing rod. Yeah, he was ready to rock. <laughs> you know, when he was born, he was right. just made for it. And I think that's the beauty over here that there's people... For me, obviously, passion's always been hunting. And I think for he, for me, was obviously in the hotel industry. And to be able to share that this, what we have with people across the world from everywhere. You know, I've had people from the States. I've had people from Australia. I've had people, from, you know, from Europe, from so many different countries. And I think everyone that comes over wants to experience everything Scotland has to offer of how it is. What you see in the TV, whether it's Outlander, whether it's the stuff you see that, you know, revolves around golf and tartan and whiskey and everything else, that, you know, the hunting and the fishing and everything here, it's the hidden, it's a hidden gem of Scotland. And I think for me to want to share that with everybody, it's the coolest thing. Um, I love it. And when I, when I hunt in different countries, I'm always wowed just by how cool they are, but then it makes me appreciate just what we have here. There's so much to offer. And again, outside of the hunting side of things, you know, the touring, the castles, the distilleries, um, you know, the two, we, we, gosh, was one day, I mean, we just, we've been go-karting this afternoon in a karting circuit in the middle of, literally just on the edge of the Cairngorms, you know, National Park. One of the, you know, cool stuff where there's so much to do for everybody. Bring your wife, you know, bring your family, you know, there's something there to do, mm -hmm. especially that's why August it's, you know, just so unique. Yeah. When it's a hundred degrees at home too, it's 70 here. That would just kill me. You were there. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> it did kill me. Yeah. Yeah. The pigeons. So the pigeons, wood pigeon, uh, different from rock doves. You guys have rock doves too. Yes. Scuts, as you call them. Yes, guys. Um, yeah, they're cool. They're, they're big. They're what, almost twice the size of a yeah. scut. Yeah. Uh, strikingly beautiful. They yeah. kind of look like a cartoon pigeon when they're out in the field bobbing around. Yeah. You know? But they are pretty. They're real pretty. And the decoying, they give it up. When they give it up, it is sweet. Yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting too. The uh, the setup with the bouncers and the rotaries and using, uh, you know. Shot birds. Whenever you shoot a bird, you stick it on the thing, kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. um, that was pretty interesting, and something that you might snow goose hunters might think about using some live birds instead of stuff. Kind of interesting. I mean, I've seen it talked about before in some of the forums and pages and stuff. Because with that, what we didn't have out was a flapper. Yeah. And um, we at there is there are various different companies in the in the UK that use them and stuff. And I've seen guys in the states like. Oh. Get some of those shift over. I think Lee, I'm not sure if legal, legalities featured into it before, but I've seen dead bird cradles. Where would I want to say? Gosh, I want to say it was either. I think it was Cabela's. 
ages ago where you, you could, you know, stick something on there. I was like, oh, okay, it's different. Yeah. Uh, whether people would do it. But then when it comes to birds that have been more pressured and stuff, I mean, yeah. I can't, I, can't beat the real deal. And I know of guys that in the past, some of the old timers that did do stuff like that with, which essentially, obviously, we've had them here for, in the pigeons for years. We call it pigeon magnet. Um, it's just, you know, it's a vortex as it is from there. But some of the old guys, they have built various things in the past, which have, where they've done just that. And it was apparently absolutely crazy. And I've tried to actually use them with um, spec solo socks, solo yeah. flyers. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, hey, I could be on something. And scared the life of them. The pink foot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The chest. We couldn't get rid of that thing uh, quick enough. It was yeah. unreal. And that really shit me up bad. I was like, Because you thought you had it. Thought I had something. Yeah. It was going to be my little I would have thought a million percent like. But the, as you say, back to the whole idea of um, real birds. Uh, I have also seen one uh, built as a flapper. Built, sorry, a flapper built that would take a goose. There you go. Problem with that is, and that was also carnage. The problem with that is the weight of them. Um, it's a lot of work on the motors. Mm. It's so extra wear work. Out. So you would have to essentially probably get someone who's handy, taxi, taxi guy. Um, you know, or I mean, hell, anyone can do it, I suppose. But skin out, skin out a bird to probably make things a bit lighter. Sure. Use a foam body. Or yeah, something. something that would make it easier mechanically for the wings um, to, to to work at the benefits. But it's kind of the whole the idea behind it's cool. I mean, the states does everything. So I mean, again, it's some. But it's funny how the things that we have over here, we think you guys would have over there yeah. when it comes to pigeon. Pigeon hunting is obviously becoming a much bigger thing over with you guys. But it's different. I it know. is different. It's more of a game bird here. It's yeah, not, not it is. It's, and they're smart, as you see in your little things, where over there you guys can sit in lawn chairs and you can sit in squads of five, six, seven, eight guys and beat the hell out of them at, in a dairy farm, which would be freaking cool. Um, but then when you see them on a string here, when they're coming into the machine and they just give it up from the sky, from the heaven, and, oh, they're, nice. and if you get that all day, I mean, there's nothing cooler. Yeah. Um, you know, watching that. We've had our tougher moments this week when we've obviously been hunting. It's been either, a, you know, a morning or an afternoon or whatever. It's been kind of up and down from there. But um, yeah, you've had enough to see where, you know, I think we couldn't get you to leave one day. Yeah. <laughs> when when you took a turn, it was only fair you had to go yourself. Yeah. And I think you went in there. Yeah, you did. And you were having great fun. You were shooting well too. Yeah, it was But it's, fun. damn, it's super fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I've always loved shooting pigeons anyway. So then you add it, you add the fact that they're bigger and just they're cooler. They're way cooler than a, than a rock dove. You guys are like, eh, to the rock doves, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and they obviously taste really good too. So that's uh, a good one. Um, just like the roebuck, um, you know, it's I had some of that in the barbecue. Oh man, roe is so good. Much less of the gamey flavor. Uh, than even whitetail. I mean, I think kind of a sweeter meat. Yeah. It's yeah. delicious. Yeah, I would say. Absolutely delicious. Really soft, really good, very versatile for kind of anything you want. And, you know, obviously it's so small, but you get ton, you know, you get tons of meat off it to oh, yeah. be fair. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's, it's up there with some of the best. Yeah. And interesting too, like just talking to the butcher and stuff this week about about selling meat and that's an interesting thing you know where you got where you can sell the meat yeah um different concept than america obviously we tried that in america and we almost killed everything so we had to back off <laughs> but uh i thought it was crazy we we're in the butcher shop and you saw plucked pi pigeon breasts like that had been shot that's just wild to me <laughs> Pigeons, are, we never ate any, but they got to be pretty good. Yeah, that was the one thing I think we totally forgot about, which I just clicked to me there. I was like, oh, gosh, darn it. We did, like, everything, and we should have. It's the one thing. I think we just were so pushed for time. Yeah. And to be fair, everything we had was kind of already spoken for. To Everybody go to, wants the pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's where the pigeons come from. They come from us to go to the butcher, you know, So which is which is equally cool Yeah. Um, to know that people are so interested in it because there's still a lot of people over here where – there, yeah, there's plenty of vegans, there's plenty of vegetarians, but there's plenty of people who want to eat the meat, but they don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, they don't want to know where it comes from. 
they want to think that it just comes out of a packet, it flies its way into the shop and they eat it, which yeah. is fine. It's, but it, it just shows how so far removed people are over here, um, which is funny, but also a shame at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what's, I think it's only going to get worse too. I think that's why for us to do everything we can to help promote the eating of game, being able to sell it, make sure that it's all it's put to use. It's not, you know, it's, it's essentially a byproduct for what you're, we're doing. But because I mean, even then for the pigeon, like I, I think I said this before, it's um, you couldn't go out and shoot a pigeon just to eat it. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, it has to be to shoot pigeon is under the general license. So whilst there's no license per se, you don't go out and buy one. It's the the guidelines, or no, not the rules, the rules I would call it to follow where you, this is a cut crop, you're still legal to do it because this is the best time for you to try and potentially shoot as many as you can over opportunistic uh, conditions to give you the best chance to shoot as many as you can in the area for future crops that you're protecting. Mm -hmm. Or when you're shooting them over crops, it's a non, it's a, you know, it's a no brainer. Over here, you're still, I would say that's a, it's a legality there. Um, how much they look into that and so on. And some people, I mean, shooting people over here, I think it's the same in the States sometimes, can be our own, we are our own, our, our own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. We can be the biggest, you know, assholes, trolls, whatever you would call it for other people in the hunting community. The first to jump on and say, oh, you're gonna do this, you did this wrong, whatever. Yeah. It's kind of funny where people should just be trying to support each other uh, from that side. So, I mean, obviously we stick by the rules, we do everything we can, but I mean, that's the way the, the you know, the whole thing is. I mean, you can, you can shoot, roost shoot, like we kind of talked about in the year where you do that December, January, February, shoot them coming back into roost. That's still legal under the GL for the, you know, protection again, you know, of crops and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, and that covers a number of different species from corvids, you know, from crows and uh, jackdaws and all those kind of things and stuff. So there's, there's little things like that, but um, yeah, it's, which is a weird deal because it's still a pest species. It's mm -hmm. not really, even though we hold them up there, hopefully everyone has the same respect, you know, as if it was a game bird. Mm -hmm. But then it's funny, you couldn't just go out and shoot it to eat it. Like you could have, like you would have pheasant. Sure. There has to be something reasoning for that, which is, which is weird. Some justification. Yeah. When they are freaking tasty. Yeah. You know, it's, it's no dissimilar to a dove. Yeah. <laughs> just a bigger dove. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think the, the culinary aspect could really help hunting though help connect people yeah. to oh this people shoot this oh you know like that's where it comes from yeah I at think, least have some semblance of connection to it possibly yeah i would say that's probably where we go with this and people sometimes people do it to death over here and oh this is what we did it and everything else and stuff and i think if it's heartfelt and true and yeah. good then it, it works out i mean for me i as long I would, as it's not a you know your virtue yeah. signaling like, yeah yeah, yeah exactly which for some and it's like I, I hate that shit and i know everyone does and stuff but over here especially i mean i'm not going to apologize for what i do to anybody i spend a lot of time trying to explain myself to people that don't get it and you know i've seen that you know discussing the africa stuff not even africa just here what people perceive and so you know you can't argue with facts facts are facts but you have to understand some people are not worth your time that being said where we hunt in this particular area here. I'm famous for people writing stuff in some of the local uh, Facebook groups and stuff or the local area. Oh, there's banging. Oh, what is that? Whatever thing else. Oh, it's the guy out there murdering uh, the, the geese that are up there, whatever it might be. And I will try and kind of put something up to show you know, I'm not gonna hide away from something. I'll let them know what I'm doing and the, you know, everything else that goes with it. And what I will have started doing now, I've offered people the chance to try some of the meat, you know, and I don't like going up my way to have to do some things for people that don't deserve it, but to allow people that might never have had the chance to try game, either they can't afford it or they've just never the chance to. Mm -hmm. Last year, I, I mean, I, every year it kind of something crops up somewhere, especially from the pigeon hunting. You, you go out all day, like I was telling you, you can cause a lot of noise, annoy people, etc., etc. Safety is always a big thing. It's letting people know they're safe, but it's one thing with the noise and everything else explaining what we're doing. But it's amazing how many people will want to try some of these things. They just didn't know where to go. 
um, it's not always an obvious thing, obviously over there for you guys, even more so, but over here because we can buy it, doesn't mean every place has it, but a lot of places are trying to show that we're trying to use more of it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's super important because I think going forward, this is like, you know, our younger generations, um, you know, I think you could put, I don't know, a hundred people in a room and ask how many of you have ever tried this or asked them and know about that i think so few people would pick you know put their hand up to be able to say that they you know you eat pigeon or deer you know do you know how to pluck a bird mm -hmm. do you know, like a lot of these kids and stuff they would won't because you know i guess their parents don't hunt and stuff mm -hmm. so i think there's a lot where i've had people before they're like you know i've, I've really fancied doing this i just don't want to start so i mean i'm not again it's probably a, a minority but it's good for us to try and carry on the tradition for what we do yeah. and to set things in a good light. Um, you know, certainly for myself, that's why I'd say I, I do put time into doing that. And probably once we start shooting some of these places locally, I dare say the whole, it'll rear its ugly head again with, oh, the guy's been, you know, what's the, what's that noise coming from the river down there, whatever it is. Oh, it's the guy that's shooting the pigeons or whatever. And I will say year after year, there's a lot of people that I've had to educate before or at least given them the chance to explain what I'm doing and they've understood it and they were like oh it's the guy that's doing this da, 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 and so on he oh he usually gives us free pigeons or free geese or whatever kind of deal I mean you can't sell geese anyway but you know pigeons you can um, but yeah and I like I like to be able to do that where I kind of try and help put us in a better light but let people try something they might actually you know like yeah um so uh but yeah it's welcome in the uk right i mean wait i mean we do the same thing in the states too just on a different scale yeah i think so i think you guys are probably a bit more this is how it is that's how it'll be and i i appreciate that more yeah. too i think sometimes i go that way where i used to spend a lot of time trying to educate idiots and now i don't yeah, I think is the you best. Just eventually, you're like, oh, no, can't I don't have it. time, um, especially social media. There's a block button for a reason. Yeah, if I'm going to give you facts, and you know what, I'm like, especially the way I see it, you, you don't come looking for something you don't want to see. It has stuff I don't yeah, like. For I sure. don't go look for it. Yeah. Um, people in the area here, I give them more time and dedication to a point, and say that you know, like, explain myself again from a safety perspective. If we're shooting somewhere close to a public area. Or somewhere where people might want to wander, even though they shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, everybody can walk wherever yeah. they want here, which is really Right to Rome in Scotland. Right it's Rome. the biggest pain that fucking ass there ever could be. Yeah. appreciate there's places people want to get out, but there's so much public stuff, you know, to go wander where they can. So, yeah. um, but people are lazy. COVID came. They start to go to places they didn't used to, da, da, da. But, um, you know, sporting estates, farmland, all these things took place long before anyone started dog walking or taking an e-bike or whatever through the fucking crop or whatever it might yeah. be. So, um, you have to deal with all sorts of weird and wonderful things, but you do your best to try and make sure that you are, like I said, representing the shooting, uh, hunting community over here in the right way. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, end to date, what we're doing is legal until that changes. Don't mess with it. Yeah. Um, right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, fishing wise, obviously we talked about nickel, went sea fishing, caught haddock, pollock, or not haddock, because you had oh, cod. pollock and cod. The cod thing was interesting because we were keeping them yeah. in a tank that was... for research for them to escape uh, trawlers, to escape nets. Yeah, that that was, was pretty interesting because they're running tests on them, the government is. That was freaking nuts. That yeah. was a, news, a new thing for me. Maybe we shouldn't even be talking about yeah, it. Probably not allowed It might be though. kidnapped like Top next secret. week or something, which is, because I wonder what the big blue tub was for. It was like, live catch? Bait? Yeah. We're going to go catch some tuna after this? Or what's the deal? And uh, yeah, that's a first for me, but that's also, those are, that's another good, you can talk about that forever. An example of the things where we get it wrong with quotas and sure, stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it's the same everywhere. Like, in fact, I know it is over there too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I used to fish some of the same places, and we caught. I mean, we caught some. That's some of the biggest fish I've caught from there, from Stonehaven. Really? Since I was a kid, like ten. So yeah, dare say it, like twenty plus years ago. Like, I think the biggest caught I ever had out there was about seventeen pounds. 
Um, and that was a cod. And that was a, that was a small cod back then. Now that would be a really? big cod. The biggest one we caught was like two and a half yeah, pounds? Yeah, probably. Right. Um, maybe even a touch more, but marginal, pounds, you yeah. know, whatever, you know, you know, small. Yeah. Versus back in the day, my dad used to go fish that. You'd have caught like 20 to 40 pounders. That's crazy. You know, steady. Yeah. You know, if you caught anything less than 20, you'd throw it back Fresh and you'd be like, wow you know and even then there's the arm there's places you can go further north in scotland uh orkney and shetland there's a place there's a guy following facebook there 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 and the guys go and you are back to like 40 50 oh, 60 pounders um they're monsters um but then it's depending on the area and then depending what boats and stuff and everything else comes yeah. in around and all the everything that's changed um, I swing, uh, we are, we do a very good job sometimes of ruining these areas. Yeah. But again, it comes down to the fishing and the quotas and all that stuff. Um, but, um, but yeah, very interesting to hear that, what they're, what they were doing. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, that just, which is, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe again, uh, reactive rather than proactive. Sure. Um, doing something, doing now. something now rather than you, you can't argue with that. Right. I mean, that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, kind of made me think like of putting lights on nets. You made me think of chase them. Austin Powers and the laser beams and sharks. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like what? What are you doing? Well, these yeah, that coastline is freaking. It's cool, huh? Awesome cliffs. We went into caves. Oh wow, that was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. We never did that before. <clears throat> I think tides have been different, but um that was nuts that was. some of them we went in and we backed off or we went in and we were able to turn and come round, and it was still very cool but then when we were going i was like we're going in here yeah i don't know how we're coming out and i was like we're surely not doing a loop and yeah we, yeah, we were the loop. holy hell we did yeah and then on top of that i mean that was kind of a coastal tour you know fishing kind of a bonus on that type of a deal uh we did distillery tours um Castle tours, the girls did mm -hmm. castle tours. Mm -hmm. we kinda, we, yeah, we hunted. Well, I've done one. I don't know how many more castle tours I need to do, but it's cool that. <laughs> Everyone has to do one. I think if you come to Scotland, obviously you've been here now so many times. You're like part of the furniture. You don't have to go messing around with castles. That being said, a lot of people do. And I think, again, that's the whole beauty of it. You, you pick what you want to do when you're here. We'll line it up. I mean, this is why we've done this awesome, you know, kind of series and lined up of, the potential for what there is to do here for those uh, coming from everywhere but you know especially from the states and stuff it's it's cool same with the distilleries i mean i've seen a reasonable few of my time it was interesting to see another one do i need to see another one tomorrow no i don't um however there's different things like we did the whiskey the, then we did the gin distillery freaking awesome yeah haven't been there you've done that yeah. that was your second time yeah. you would do that again. Yeah, definitely. 100%. You know, and then we discover you can, we can make our own gin there. I didn't know that. It's yeah. a new one. Yeah, it's like a gin school. Fuck. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and that's the beauty of it. There's so many different things to suit everybody. Right. Um, you know, and I think that, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Every day is different. Definitely. And you, we have, you have your time, obviously, apart from the pigeon hunts, they take place every, uh, every day during, during the day. The deer hunts usually take place in the morning can take place in the evening depending on what we've got going on you can arrange the other tours around any of it you can do so much in your week right we um, obviously we just are hunting because yeah. we that's what we, we can't like get away do. from it yeah it's hard to not it's our thing whenever it's us but that doesn't mean that if you just want to deer hunt and then go tour castles go do any of that stuff because tons of it golf whatever yeah, whatever that's a, you know? that's a beauty of it have your scottish vacation with hunting yeah it is exactly that you know with with your buddies with your wives your girlfriends um you know your boyfriends whatever the whole deal you can come and do it you know yeah. make the most of it there's something for everybody i say that i said that far too many times just now but it's true yeah you know so it's yeah, i think that is like you say the beauty of it right yeah for sure yeah so i don't know it's been awesome again as usual thank you um yeah, I love this place. Cool. It's one of my favorites, obviously. I've been here three times, so it must be one of my favorites, huh? Yeah, it must be. <laughs> All right, at least to make you come back for something different. But this was your first summer trip. Yeah. I mean, would you do it again? Oh, 100%. I will do it again. Yeah, we absolutely will. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, I think that's the cool part of it. There's a lot of people we've had come do different things, and, you know, they've come to do 
whatever the other side of that and they're like wow that was cool um some people don't get the fill they just want to keep coming back right equally that we've had that too which is which is great uh whether, or whether it's the first time your last time you just want to try and make sure it's a trip to remember uh an adventure for all the right reasons obviously hunting is hunting can't predict how it's going to be but you know i'll certainly always do my best to make it as an enjoyable time as possible and uh I mean, yeah, this week we ticked everything off the box. We were successful with everything, bar the fishing, but then the sea, um, salmon fishing. But the for you to be able to learn to do that the Scottish way, everything else behind it, it's cool. still a success. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, how do they? How do people get a hold of you? Preference? Uh, preference, I would probably say either through the website or for Instagram. Um, obviously, you can head to Aberdeen Wild Wings. Uh, com and uh, contact us there through the contact page or email us at hello at com or Instagram Scotland. either or I mean it's from that side and then uh, you know get in touch and uh, see what we can do for you yeah and you do it like you you always cater like <laughs> which sometimes I feel bad I'm like hey can we go stag hunting or something you know I'm always trying to add stuff and yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy just how much you cater to the experience. You're not, it's not, we're only doing this. Yeah. This is the only thing we do. It's what do you want to do? Yeah, that's why I think the big one, I will say that everyone says to me, there's no price. I said, yes, I know, because we customize it. It's not trying to be some kind of upmarket kind of bullshit or whatever it is from that people think oh there's no price it must be too expensive oh if you you know if you you know if you have to ask the price you can't afford it it's it's nothing like that it's more the case of i want to give you a package that suits what you want what suits for one person doesn't suit the next person and i think that's why i always say to everyone get in touch that way i can give you the best price that includes everything you want to do so you only pay for what you're actually wanting to do because so i've had it before people saw that was the package and they're like oh actually i would like to have done this mm -hmm. or i would like to have done that oh that's either like we didn't have it included for them or it worked out a little bit more expensive because it had something else that they were like well we we wanted to do this but we had to include that anyway uh but we didn't think about it you know so everyone especially this day and age wants to try and you know save money so why not do it you know do it that way don't see it as a way of like oh gosh it's going to be too expensive you'd be surprised these hunts can be super comparable to you know honestly trips to canada trips to africa mm -hmm. it's not what you might think you know yourself you've been here we can set you up with kind of any different kind of accommodation or you know catering side of things too mm -hmm. i think that's the biggest worry for some people and i've had people tell me too and it's been uh, something people have brought up and i've spoken to them and explained that kind of situation and that way it makes it affordable for everybody yeah um you know and and it's, that's been a big one for me where people have thought oh wow i thought that'd be a lot more expensive than it is and, and they're like what's a catch and like there's no catch yeah because if you don't want to do certain kinds of hunts or whatever, you only want to hunt a certain couple of days, you know, do that. Um, the one thing I will say is when you come over here, we've done it, we've done it this year. Three days is a quick old time to get everything done. Yeah. Jet lag, I mean, you were jet lagged for- Three, four days. Huh? Good few usually, days. Usually are. Yeah. yeah, and it's a normal. It doesn't matter whether you, you, it's going to be worse when you go back, but then if you're here and you're, you're hunting, early in the morning and then hunting at, at night or all day it just screws up your sleep schedule oh, yeah so i would say always allow for more time i mean we do say like five to six day trips yeah makes a lot more sense definitely. if you're coming from the states um but yeah worth it definitely definitely look look forward yeah, if to you're it. gonna come this far why wouldn't you stay for a week you know kind yeah of thing. exactly it's almost sometimes not long enough <laughs> yeah well it's yeah it's a beautiful country like i said one of my favorites sportsman's paradise yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's true though. I really feel that's a really good way. I'm going to use that. I, th I think um, you know. I obviously, don't get me wrong. Other places, I love this. I love the states. I love Africa. I love Sweden. I love all these places. And again, the same people we work with, they do the same things. They want to cater for everybody. Here. Absolutely, all the guys that we hunt with, uh, Ward in Africa, Samuel in Sweden, they're they're there to serve you. You know, kind of a deal. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's nice. I mean. Same in the States. I mean, I get that too. Uh, equally, I've had it both sides where there's guys that aren't. It's the same in, in Scotland, you know, in Europe too. 
there isn't always but that's down to the idea of somebody being able to put something together to fit around you yeah. um you know with also without ripping the arse out of it right um there's places i do know and i know that's what scares some people where you go oh custom it's probably going to work out crazy yeah um you know yeah it can depends if you want to fly yourself here in your own jet stay in a five-star hotel you know have a six course meal every night drink you know balls of dawn all night long or whatever it's going to work out expensive yeah but if if the accommodation isn't a massive deal to you or you don't need to eat you know six course tasting you know meals yeah. at two rosette restaurants but equally if you do we can we, you know cover all of it yeah and that, that's the beauty of it you know we'll work to the budget you have in mind yeah well cool nice let's uh Let's get out of here. Have a few beers and I think we're eating Indian food, so sweet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Just take it easy. Buddy. Pleasure as always, man. Yeah, Thank man. you.